Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Now, instead of emphatically talking about chicken nuggets, I emphatically talk about scientific research. It isn't about me dressing sexy. It's about these dung beetles, okay? (laughs) Let's all get on the same page here. I'm Trisha Bobita. I'm Greta Johnson. And from WBEZ Chicago, this is the Nerdette Podcast. Welcome. Look at all these beautiful Thank you for coming to Nerd Out Live. We are so happy you're here at Haymarket in Chicago. What a great venue. We're having a blast so far, right? This episode sounds a little bit different because we did it in a room full of people. It was a live podcast taping at the Haymarket Brewery and Restaurant in Chicago. The room was full of public radio nerds, specifically WBEZ members. And we threw this nerd party with WBEZ in Chicago in part because we are now officially a part of the WBEZ podcast family. WBEZ has made an honest podcast out of us. I know it's not exactly the most feminist way to put it, but I kind of like it. It's uh, not bad company. We've got This American Life, (laughs) Film Spotting, Sound Opinions, Chewing the Fat, Strange Brews, a whole bunch of great WBEZ podcasts that you can find in the iTunes store next to now Nerdette. Since this is audio, we thought we'd take a second to kind of set the scene for you at Haymarket. So we're sitting at a table in front of a room full of people, and there's little round tables with nerds at them. They're drinking beers. They've been playing Nerd Bingo with us for like an hour and a half, so we all made friends already. People seem to be in a pretty good mood, and my mother is there, which is partly why I'm in such a good mood. She came all the way from Alaska. It was adorable. All right, so Trisha, before we get started... Yeah, guys, sorry, there's this thing we have to do before we start recording. It's a vocal warm-up, and we've been talking to all of you, so we didn't get to do it yet. So mm-hmm. if you know this, you can uh, join, join in. But here we go. Ready? In West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. And a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. Said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Belair. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Emily Grassley from the Field Museum will be up here in a few minutes. We're excited to talk with her about all things nerdy. She works at the Field Museum and gets an inside look at everything there. We'll also have a pop quiz in a little bit. This is your kind of unfair warning, so know that you'll have to divide into some teams later on, but not yet. Think of your team name. Think about it. Did anyone meet someone new playing Nerd Bingo? Did you make a new friend? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. Also, we're going to read some of your nerd confessionals, which we've already gotten to look at some of them, and they are beautiful. Thank you guys for really opening your hearts to us. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, so what is Nerdette? A lot of you folks are probably big fans of WBEZ. Maybe you haven't heard a lot of Nerdette podcast. We are a weekly show where we have conversations with nerds of all stripes. So our idea is that nerd is a verb. You could be a nerd about science, you could be a nerd about baseball, you could be a nerd about just about anything. So we talk to folks who work 
in all kinds of things. So here's some examples of folks that we've talked to so far on our show. If we can get them on the screen here. So we have Meg Lauman, Canopy Meg, who's done things in the rainforest that no one else has done before. Jillian Anderson, Scully, right, guys? Scully? Turns out Scully's super into ocean health. She's a nerd about that. Down here in the corner, we have Audie Cornish of NPR, who we've forgiven for her nerd fail of not reading Harry Potter. We got over it and talked about other things. And this is not a girls-only thing. We do allow boys in the clubhouse. There you see Commander Chris Hadfield, the Canadian astronaut who made history by singing the first ever music video from space. Do you guys remember this YouTube video? So we love talking to nerds of all kinds. Yes, including Doris Kearns Goodwin and Tavi Govinson. They are also folks we've had on the podcast. Who might be each other in some strange way, they guys. They kind of look alike, don't it's you think? kind of weird, right? But Doris Kearns Goodwin is wonderful. She's a presidential historian, and Tavi Govinson is just sort of a nerd of all of the ways. They're she is the really ultimate good. fangirl. And then other young people who are inspiring us. So when we look at numbers like how few people are going into the sciences when it comes to women and minorities, we went to Chicago Tech Academy, which is just down the way, talked to some teenage girls who are learning to code, and then tried to give a little sense of history by introducing folks to someone else who's pretty awesome. Yes, this is Ada Lovelace, for those of you who are not familiar. She is like one of the original computer programmers from like hundreds of years ago, seriously. And one thing we like to do on the podcast is do Lady Nerds of History. So Ada is someone we featured in that vein, and we've done a couple others too, and plan to do more. And if you have ideas of great Lady Nerds of History that you want to hear us talk about, hashtag Live would be a good way to get in touch with us, or just our website anytime, nerdatpodcast.com. And I think now it's only fair if we've asked you to sort of spill your nerdy guts that we do a couple of our own nerd confessions. So yeah, Trisha, what's your nerd cred? All right. So (laughs) as a child, I had a boombox in my room. And instead of listening to popular music, any music, I had a set of cassette tapes that were oral arguments from the Supreme Court. as you're drifting off to sleep. You know, Texas v. Johnson was a very important pivotal case. Also helps you wind down from a hard day of middle school. Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> that is legit, Trisha. You get a gold star for that Where's one. my gold star? <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. What about you, Greta? So I think my favorite nerd cred story is when I was in fifth grade, we had just moved to Minnesota, and we had a family meeting. My brother and I had petitioned my parents to get cable. And my, we sat down, and my dad said, well, you know, it looks like cable's about $30 a month, which is funny. It just shows you how long ago that was. He said, we'll pay the 30 bucks a month for cable, or we'll give you and your brother each $15 for books every month. And me and my brother were like, we'll take the books! <laughs> So yeah, that's <laughs> You may have noticed that we have a nerdy Paul Schaefer in the house with us tonight. This is Drew Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give it up for Drew. I met Drew out one night and we did the thing that is such a beautiful thing when it happens when you're sort of hanging out with a group of friends, you don't know anyone, and you can ask someone, who's your favorite doctor? And you don't mean of the medical variety. So Drew is one of the biggest Doctor Who nerds I know, but I don't know if you do this. Do you have the TARDIS ringtone for your other Whovian friends? Yeah. That. There it is. Right there. You got, you got, what else you got? Can we go? Yeah. 
These are legit BBC sound effects, you guys. This is high quality primo TARDIS I don't movies. know what you're hearing right now. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if he was here? Anyway. This is uh, Drew Edwards of Blue Police Box Music. You can tell from the name of his uh, organization there that it is uh, a Whovian true and true. Um, and I think that we could maybe use the music that th- happens when the silence is coming to get us to this next transition here. Yeah. Yes. All right, everybody. It is time to welcome our special guest for the evening. We have here the chief curiosity correspondent for the Field Museum. This is Emily Grassley. She's also the host of The Brain Scoop. Welcome, Emily. Yeah, really happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, you're invited in part because we have big nerd crushes on you and think you're amazing from watching on the Brain Scoop. And also, you know, not all of us are as lucky as you are to get to be a professional nerd. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it is it is seriously and literally my job to be professionally obnoxious and nerdy <laughs> about what I do. I literally burst into people's offices like, "What are you doing in here? Is science happening? Can I talk about it? Can I com- can, can I communicate this?" It's amazing. I love it. So tell folks a little of what Brain Scoop is. So why are you busting into people's offices? <laughs> well, I host an educational web series called The Brain Scoop on the Field Museum uh, or on YouTube, and it's uploaded every Wednesday. Um, so in my position at the Field Museum, I'm going to different curators and collections managers and researchers, and I'm just essentially asking them what it is that they do and uh, then making web series about it and uh, helping to communicate that research to the general public. These videos are so fun. I have to wonder, though, you're so good at this and so just genuinely enthusiastic at it. There must have been signs in your childhood that you were going to grow up to be this kind of nerd. It's funny, because it all like kind of conspired together, and, and now it seems awfully obvious. But when I was a kid, there are two like key indicators. Okay, so when I was about eight years old, I was super into Beanie Babies. As, as you are when you're eight years old in, in the late 90s. Fair, and, um, fair. I had this massive Beanie Baby collection, and my sister and I would preoccupy ourselves by cataloging our Beanie Babies, <laughs> by writing down the date and the time when we got each one, and writing down like information about it. Be like, all right, this one's a cat. All right, we'll like figure it's a cat. All right, that kind of is like a dog. We'll put it in the dog. It's nowhere like the iguana Beanie Baby. Yeah, so that goes like, yeah, we'll keep those guys separate <laughs> in separate baskets, even. Um, and in high school, I actually took over uh, our morning news announcements, video announcements from the uh, from uh, the student union, I guess that was like putting them together. And I said, "You guys are doing a really poor job of like delivering <laughs> our morning news announcements. I need to have more enthusiasm behind the lunch announcement. I need to you guys to be jacked that we're having chicken nuggets today. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, today are chicken nuggets on the lunch menu. And so I got put in charge of that. And so. It all kind of came together, and now instead of emphatically talking about chicken nuggets, I emphatically talk about scientific research. Trisha, you did morning announcements too, right? Yeah, I brought in my keyboard so I could add sound effects. We wore fake mustaches. I did that too. Yeah. (laughs) Air high five. Yeah. 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 So I know you worked for a museum in Montana for a while. How did you end up at the Field Museum? Um, after I started this web series, The Brain Scoop, actually a fan of the show had seen it and been like, that's adorable that you work in this tiny little university museum. How about, you know, I help 
support you to come to a big actual museum, I think is what she said, and uh, <laughs> do behind the scenes and see what like an, a museum with you know a budget can actually do. And my mind was totally blown for three days. We filmed behind the scenes, and then they tricked me with the promise of a cookie. They told me that they were going <laughs> to ask me, like, how, what my impression was of their museum and of this like event that they had had called Members Night, and they wanted to hear my opinion. And they're like, "There'll be cookies and coffee," and I was like, "Sweet cookies and coffee." <laughs> I walk by this conference room, and they have like this spread of delicious-looking cookies, and I like zeroed in on this M&M cookie, and I just like picked it up, and I was like eating it, and I'm like, "This is amazing, free cookies." And they're like, "You know, we really think it's cool what you're doing with science communication and this educational web series. You know, it'd be cool if the Field Museum could do that too." And I said, "Oh." Oh my god, this is super awesome. And I'm like thinking about this cookie. <laughs> They're like, it'd be really cool if we could have somebody like you here. I'm like, oh, you could totally find somebody in Chicago's got like millions of people. <laughs> and then they said, you should do it. And I'm like, uh, and I pretty much almost threw up the cookie. And so that's how they offered me the job, and I accepted there right on the spot and started in July. So it's been amazing. I love that's it. It's very cool. What's so when you say behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like, I think that's a lot of things people, uh, one of the things that people don't really realize about museums is how much is happening kind of beyond, behind the scenes in a place like that. Oh, yeah. And most people, when they think of, like, the Field Museum, they think automatically of the public exhibits, but it'll totally probably blow your mind to know that the Field Museum has 25 million artifacts and specimens in their collection, which means that only 1% of all of the things that they have is on public display. I know, and I heard just a bunch of like, oh my God, like this ripple in the crowd. I know, right? And then you feel this injustice, like, wait, I need to know about the other 24,999 specimens that I'm not seeing every day. I'm here to help you see those things. Let's take a look at a couple of them. We have a picture right here, if we can see... What's what's going on here? This is this is her Twitter handle. If you want to be tweeting uh, Nerd at Live and Emily's handle, but what is this? And let's let's look at the close up here. Let's get up close and personal. Oh yeah, with this, this is uh, this is Dr. Janet Voigt, and Janet Voigt is a personal hero of mine. Um, that is not Janet Voigt. That is, <laughs> that is not Janet Voigt right there. Um, Janet Voigt studies deep sea octopuses. She has studied and uh, documented and named at least 20 different species of boring clam. And I don't mean boring as in, like, clams. I mean, like, wood-boring deep-sea clams. And in addition to that, like, dozens of species of deep-sea octopuses. This woman has gone on, like, 28 expeditions to the bottom of the ocean in the Alvin Submersible. She was the first tenured curator at the Field Museum. And... So she's showing me one of these octopuses that she discovered, she documented, she recorded the behavior of. The whole entire world knows about the octopus in this photo from Janet Voigt. So, like, that's the kind of thing I do. Whoa. I basically have an existential freak out every day. That's amazing. <laughs> I have to wonder if we can look at the next slide. These are really beautiful, but I feel like they might also be able to put a curse on you. So I just wonder if you can tell us what these are <laughs> and how you keep yourself safe from curses. Well, these are, these are scarab beetles. They're from the scarab family, and that's the sexy name for them, right? You're like scarab beetles, and you think about Egyptian wealth, and, and they're beautiful, and they have this like amazing iridescence in their shell. They're actually dung beetles. They're very sophisticated North American <laughs> Well-branded dung beetles. Oh, yeah. They eat poop, you know? Their whole life is poop. And, but they're so beautiful. These are, this is Phaneus fe, fe, uh, Vindex. Um, so these are, like, the spectacular dung beetle, and they are found only in optimal uh, ecosystems. So these only show up when, like, your prairie is good, the system is quality, and we found them all over in uh, restored prairies all over Illinois. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. 
That is super cool. I love the work you're doing with BrainScoop, but you've gotten some interesting other sorts of comments about the work you do, too. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit. I know you've gotten some guff for being a woman in science. Oh, yeah. And can you talk to us a little bit about your reaction and sort of what happened with that? Yeah, I kind of... I. Uh... Not didn't I didn't I wouldn't say a campaign is the right word for it, but I did start kind of trying to vocalize the lack of women in scientists in role model like media roles. Oh, thank you. Oh, jeez. Um, I had a video that I made that came out in October called "Where My Ladies At," and it's a riff on a Beyonce lyric um, from the '90s, and it was just basically discussing the lack of like women YouTubers who are scientists. I'm one of like maybe. Two or three. And it's, it's crazy. It's pathetic. So I made this video, and, and now I've really uh, made a point to be a good, positive science uh, role model for young women and try to advocate that more scientists uh, put themselves in a public role so that we can have more role models. Check this video out, you guys. It's very funny. Um, she reads some of the actual comments uh, that people say that are just sort of odd and sexist and weird. But that's the internet. Um, and uh, and 800,000 people have watched this video so far. And yeah. it's gotten you a lot of interest, I think, in the rest of the stuff you're doing at BrainScoop, which is great because then it's alligators versus crocodiles. And it's back to work. It's oh, back yeah. to the science. I know. And that's kind of the whole point of it is I wanted to step aside from our regular programming and be like, hey, guys, by the way, did you also know that I have to re- like deal with an unnecessary amount of like hey, this girl isn't dressing sexy enough for YouTube. And then I step in, and I'm like, hey, it isn't about me dressing sexy. It's about these dung beetles, okay? Let's all get on the same page here. And it's gotten a lot better, so I'm happy to say that. That's good. Keep it up. We need you to. I'll do my best. So one thing we like to do with our guests is have them assign our listeners homework. And, you know, that's because since we're all of the nerdy variety, we were probably those kids in school who maybe asked for a little extra homework. And so this can be anything. It can be a call to action, a book to read, go on a walk. What do you got for us? You know, I'm personally on this crusade right now. Crusade. It is is a a full-out crusade. It is called hashtag not a dinosaur. And this was born after I, like, terribly embarrassed myself in front of a paleomammologist. So this is somebody who studies early uh, mammalian life. And I had referred to Dimetrodon, which you all might know as, like, the sailback, quote-unquote, dinosaur. Um, It's not a dinosaur. And I referred to it as a non-mammalian or a reptile-like synapsid. And a synapsid is... Humans are all synapsid. It basically means we have a closed palate in our mouths. I don't want to get too technical, but anyway... (laughs) It's okay. Safe space. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, so Dimetrodon, I, I'm totally embarrassed myself in front of this person who has spent decades of their life studying this early evolution. And he said, you know, when you go to a toy store, you often see this dinosaur, quote unquote, um, with the sailback creature with other dinosaurs. But really, they're separated by about 200 million years. So this not a dinosaur thing is always like marketed as a dinosaur. And I really honestly and truly believe that it has a negative impact on how young people are perceiving the overall diversity and uh, of early uh, mammalian life. So, so people can work with you on this by hashtagging yes. things, not a dinosaur, if you spot them. So here's two examples. Here's a ball for kids, and here's a grow a dino. I think you have some in your bag I right actually, now. Yeah, I actually brought a bunch of crayons with me, and I have like two books in my purse right now that are all, if you need examples. but Not a dinosaur. Pterosaurs, mosasaurs, ichthyosaurs, they're all not dinosaurs, but they're all grouped with dinosaurs. And it's, it's not, they're not the same. Um, so I also have a Tumblr 
uh, called isnotadinosaur.tumblr.com, and you can submit your photos to me. I upload it every day. Seriously, I have like 50 submissions. Like Our paleomammologist is now so excited about this. He's, he's totally forgiven me for embarrassing myself. So. <laughs> that was ultimately the campaign. So that is your homework, everyone, your homework. here at Haymarket and listening. Not a dinosaur is the hashtag isnotadinosaur.tumblr.com. Emily Grassley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you so everyone much for needs me. to come visit you at the Field Museum soon. I have to say, I think you're the second coolest lady at the Field Museum. What do you mean, second, Trisha? Sue is kind of a big deal. <laughs> Micropachycephalosaur Iguanodon Triceratops Gallimimus Pterosaur Procomsognathus And the little ones from the lost world Little ones that eat that guy in the river Cause he tases their herd Thanks again to Emily Grassley of the Brain Scoop and the Field Museum for joining us at Haymarket. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out the Brain Scoop yet, you definitely should. You can find it on YouTube. After we talked to Emily at the live event, we played some nerdy pub trivia, but we want to take you next instead to what happened afterwards with our audience. Trisha, I have to say this is maybe my favorite part of the event. And we have here some nerd confessions But we have Drew here, so we're not just going to read these nerd confessions. We're We're going to slow slow jam jam. (laughs) these nerd confessions. (laughs) I wrote and directed my own version of Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) Michael Landon. at my nerdiest when I got angry with somebody I had just met because he said Enterprise was the best of the Trek shows. Next generation. (laughs) At the age of six, I memorized every breed of dog listed in the American Kennel Club chart. (laughs) Dog fancy. How to use hex codes to color match? My God, that made my year. Sixteen number. I took a college course in fishing, and I brought my pole to other classes. <laughs> Need a big leech. <laughs> I got into a fist fight when playing Dungeons and Dragons with someone over a made up in game girlfriend that he slept with. As good a moment as any to shout out to James Amato and Kat Murphy who are teaching you guys to play role playing games. Let's give it up for them. 
Thank you so much, them. They taught me how to play D&D my very first game. I will come back and play with them anytime. They are great teachers and a lot of fun. Nerd ambassadors, as we like to call it at Nerdette, which means if you're into something, don't get mad at somebody who isn't already. Just introduce them to your thing, okay? Level 74, sexy badass. (laughs) There's a long one. It's a (laughs) two-sider. I was getting ready to take my first law school final and said out loud that I just got sorted into Slytherin while on Pottermore during a study break. The girl behind me heard and yelled out, How Slytherin? Oh yeah! And we proceeded to discuss all things Potter until the proctor told us to be quiet. <laughs> what the hell does Hufflepuff do? It's true. (laughs) Hufflepuff is the worst. Sorry, Hufflepuff. I was at a hotel in France. When I was at a hotel in San Francisco, I called the front desk to complain about the wireless and had to tell him specifically that my Smurfs app wasn't working. (laughs) I need your ISP number. (laughs) To the point, and a shout out if you were also in this camp, I was the drum majorette of my high school band. So was I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had a successful mail merge and got so excited, I tweeted about it. Hashtag nerd. Tweeting about mail merges, oh my. (laughs) That sounds kind of dirty. (laughs) Knitting through labor while meditating on the Fibonacci sequence. Dot, dot, dot. Maybe? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) One, two, three, five, eight. I used a protractor for four hours last Thursday. (laughs) That was just you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. In the third grade, always the best grade for nerds, (laughs) I punched out the lenses on a pair of sunglasses and wore them all the time, telling people I had glasses. I later actually needed real glasses. I was inspired by Revenge of the Nerds. I lost a girlfriend to Magic the Gathering. There's a lot of ways that could go. Those cards get expensive. about that one. It's unclear whether the girlfriend was lost to or from Magic the Gathering. And in this room, I really don't know. We have one more here, and we do have our winner, so we're going to run through one more. Then we're going to run through the answers and crown a winner. But here we go. Fourth grade, almost as good as third grade. In fourth grade, I asked for extra homework to learn more math and analogies. Aww. Again, 
that was just you. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your nerd confessions. A beautiful series of moments with nerd confessions. How amazing is Drew Edwards, by the way? Drew Edwards. We love Drew from Blue Police Box Music. And we like nerd confessions so much that we are not done. We want you to call us and give us your nerd confessions, moments when you are at your nerdiest, whether they're humble brags or truly embarrassing. We want to hear them all. 312-600-5638. Nerd confessions, 312-600-5638. We really do want to hear them all. You can even be anonymous if you want. This is no stakes. That's right. Call us and leave us your nerd confessions. You'll hear some of them when we're back in June with a whole new season of nerdy goodness for you. We always want to hear from you in all of the different forms of media. You can find us on Twitter at nerdatpodcast. Our website is nerdatpodcast.com. We have to do a whole mess of thank yous. Thank you to Emily Grassley of the Brain Scoop and Chicago's Field Museum. Thank you to Drew Edwards of Blue Police Box Music. Give it up for Drew. Thanks to James D'Amato and Kat Murphy of One Shot Podcast for being here and teaching us about role-playing games. Producers Kyle Hammond and Joe Dassault. Shout out to Director of Digital Content, Papa Bear Podcast at WBEZ, Tim Akamoff, who's in the house. Thanks to my mother, who came from Alaska. You guys, she's here from Alaska! <laughs> Happy almost Mother's Day. Call your moms and stuff. Thanks to Logan Jaffe for taking photos tonight and all of our amazing volunteers. WBEZ loves you so, so much. You guys are the best. Thanks also for the brain power of Carla Cresswell, Sarah Brewster, Ted Anderson, Patrick Smith, Matthew Schroeder, and Tim Mata for helping us with some of these quiz questions. Thanks to Jill Shepard and Rachel Morris from WBZ Membership for giving us a chance to meet all you nerds tonight. It's nice to meet you and play bingo. Yes. You can find Nerd Out Podcast on iTunes. We're also at nerdoutpodcast.com and at wbez.org slash podcasts. This member meetup was produced by the one and only Tyler Green. Our WBEZ Live Events Fleet Commander is led by Don Han Solo Hall. So say we all. So say we all. Nerd Up Podcast is produced by us, Trisha Bobita and Greta Johnson. With help from Joe Dassault. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect nerds like you. More information is available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Thank you to everyone for listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Throw us some stars if you're feeling generous. Our theme music is New Old Toys by Poddington Bear. Performed here by Drew Edwards. Do your homework. Do your homework. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.